What a gathering of the Eagles today. Praise God. Shake hands one more time with somebody. and Oh, did you already do that? You don't want to? Oh, shake hands with somebody. Amen. We might sing one more. Do you know let the worshipers arise? Okay. Just in a minute. I'll let you have your seats. Y'all made it sound like you didn't want to shake hands with nobody, man. Yeah. Maybe you've done that already today. Good morning. God bless you. We're here in our yearly pilgrimage and to let you know that we're still serving God and so that when we get on the other side, we'll, we'll know each other. Hallelujah. And know a few more people that are uh, here today and uh, welcome to the presence of the Lord. It's just good to be a Christian and be able to relax in the presence of God. Amen. And uh, I just want to bring you greetings. This is the last Sunday of 2019. And maybe, Brother Dan, can we put up that one photo? I'd just uh, be able to greet the church from our family. Can you all see that? It's a prayer request. Uh, this is just a few weeks ago. My son Timothy and his wife Jessica on the left, they have a little boy, Titus, that's our first grandson. She's expecting another uh, baby. And then Michael is, uh, Michael Andes is right here. He's not married. And then Victoria, I'm sorry, Victoria and John, they're expecting their first baby in March. Uh, they call us Papa John. <laughs> and so I, I just wanted to show you their photo and, um, because we're part of your family. And uh, let you know that we love you and, and uh, the presence of God. Thank you, Brother Dan. Nice to see Brother Marshall here serving the Lord. Isn't that good? And Amen. some people come and some people go and some people stay. And Brother Marshall, welcome to the church. And I haven't met you before, but I can sense the kindred spirit. And uh, we need to be family to some of these ones that are coming in and We've been coming to Edmonton for 31 years. And uh, Brother Harold Hildebrandt, my father in the faith, he's uh, put up with a lot of things with us, but I want to express our love to you today, Brother Harold, Sister Leanne, and family, and also to Brother Ed Hammermeister. And where did Brother Ed go? Yes. <laughs> and uh, Brother Andrew Dodd is in Africa, Brother Moses that is here. In the assembly, God bless you, and Brother Stephen Dodd. Where is Brother Stephen? God bless you, Brother Stephen. A minister, a deacon, and everything. So we better be in good shape today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to serve the Lord and, and to know that we're believers? So I think that's good for the... Oh, I did want to re read a quote. Can I t read the next quote, Brother? Uh, Dan's going to be helping us today. Last Sunday night, uh, the Lord gave us a thought, and then Monday morning, um, um, we wanted to bring this to the church here at End Time Message Tabernacle, this thought of moving forward with a greater spiritual capacity. So I haven't spoken this in Cloverdale. I probably will the next service coming into 2020. Just It was the inspiration of the Lord that came. And then next, uh, Monday morning, this was the service I was listening to. This was two days after Christmas, 1964. Brother Branham's last Christmas message was why it had to be shepherds 
a few days before. And if you that have been listening to the Christmas messages know that Brother Branham um, and why it had to be shepherds, because you know 1965, Brother Branham on his way from Tucson back to Jeffersonville uh, was in the accident in uh, Texas and then passed away on December the 24th. So he preached his last Christmas message in 1964. This was two days after Christmas. Who do you say this is? And I think it's just spiritually good for us to say after Christmas, receiving the greatest gift that we could have, which is Jesus Christ. He's saying, give me a church that's so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. Walk in that Shekinah glory, and I'll show you a Messiah, anointed one of God, standing upon the earth. Now, now this could throw you or I into condemnation, and I don't want that to happen. I'm not speaking this message today to look back. We're moving forward. But I do want to challenge you because it challenged me. I really thought about this quote right here. It was a prophet of God um, just ending his life, we would say, wanting to see a church where their actions and moves were thus saith the Lord. I want you to think about that this morning, even before you stand, that you are that church. And um, I, I don't want you to just get all looking at yourself and the wrapping. That's the huge failure of even Christmas time as people throw away the gift and get caught up in the wrapping. We don't want to do that. And, uh, but we're all guilty of looking at ourselves, looking at the wrapping, but we need to look at the gift, look at the Christ. Can you read this today with me and say, Lord, anoint my actions and my moves. Let it be thus saith the Lord. Not my own thoughts, not my culture. We're not gathered because we're same skin color or talk the same language. We need to get that out of our minds, our last names and, you know, what we've uh, been through in the message. And we've gone through a lot here in Edmonton and around the world. But, and we're going to go through more. And I did say we've gone through and we're going to go through because there's going to be a bride just keeps feeding off the word, feeding off of Christ to where our actions and our moves become the Messiah. Not born in a manger. The world just got caught up in Jesus in a manger. And that's where they want to keep him, a little baby. Because a little baby won't tell you where you're wrong or where you fall short or where you're going. And I'm not speaking about the Messiah, a little child in a house. When the wise men met Jesus, he was a little child in a house. That's what the Bible says. Two years later. We're not speaking about that Jesus. I'm speaking about the Messiah in the bride that's been feeding off the word Christ for all these years. It's going to come a time when our actions and our moves is the anointed one of God standing on the earth. So let's stand this morning and sing that. Amen. Let the worshipers arise. Oh, let the worshipers arise. Just with the real spirit now. Let the sons and the daughters sing. All of us, I surrender my.
singing in worship. Let the worshipers arise. Oh, let the worshipers arise. Oh, Jesus, Lord. time in worship. Oh, let the worshipers arise. Lord, we arise today, Lord Jesus. Let every action, let every word, let every thought, Lord Jesus, I surrender. just say, Lord, I desire to be that church where every action and every move can be the pulsation of the Holy Ghost, oh God. And we believe what our brother Ed Hammermeister's already said. We don't want the spirit of the preacher. We don't want the spirit of the church. We don't want the spirit of this city or of this nation. We desire the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the Messiah for our day to be born again and our children and our young people and our fathers, our mothers, the elders, Lord, would just catch the wave of the Holy Spirit that is the mind of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord that would speak to this church today. Lord, anoint our lives. Some have their hands lifted up, God, throughout the building. We just are lifting up our hearts and surrender, Jesus. We want every strange spirit, every spirit of antichrist, every false thing to leave us, oh God. Forgive us if we've been wrong or some false front or some religious spirit has got in. Drive it away, oh God. Let us come back to humility again and simplicity where we can lift our hands and weep and Thank you, God, for the mighty works that you have done. Lord, I know it's a joyous season. It's a, sometimes with family, but there's also ones that don't have a family or some that have been hurt this year. I know for ourselves, we've had funeral services and meetings of loved ones, family situations and issues and marriages and young people. I pray, Father, this last... Sunday morning of this year would be a climatic service and this evening as you've already laid it on our hearts what to say give us the character to wait on you Jesus and to be filled every fiber of our beings we wait upon you oh God don't let it be words and songs and but let it strike our hearts, oh God. May the Shekinah glory fill in time message. Tabernacle today with the glory of God. Let the pillar of fire circle up and down the aisles, into the nursery, down in the basement, up to the top of our heads, to the bottom of our feet. May there be miracles and healings and discerning of our lives, Lord Jesus. And we don't want to be hearing the word with condemnation, but may the word bring deliverance and power and a release to us, Lord Jesus. We give you this day. I pray for strength for all of us too, Lord. It's a 
kind of a visiting minister, a new person, but I pray as Brother Ed's already said so eloquently that the Lord Jesus would speak today and that we would get under that word and that anointing. I pray, bless your word and your people in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 7. And then Isaiah chapter 9, if you can have your Bibles open and if you'd like to take some notes today, that's just fine. And then Ephesians, so just have a couple verses in in these places. I don't hardly ever do this, um, but I want to announce tonight's service. Um, The Lord willing, we want to speak on Edmonton is waiting with enthusiasm. So I hardly ever speak about the night service. We're in the morning service. But I'd like to speak on tonight's service, the Lord willing. Edmonton is waiting with enthusiasm. So I want to speak on what it means to wait and wait on the Lord and be patient. And then to get caught up in the enthusiasm that God has. Not us toward Him, but Him toward us. So we're waiting with enthusiasm. Isaiah chapter 7 now as we look into moving forward with greater spiritual capacity. Isaiah 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. This is amazing. Never happened before and never happened since. Until our day. But a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Glory to God. How many believe that came to pass? Isaiah 9 verse 6. Mary was a virgin and she conceived. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Isaiah 9, 6. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's his strength. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And he's in the building today. Of the increase of his government and peace, Maybe individually you need this today. This is a prophecy. The Prince of Peace, the the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So it's not our strength and our how you doing today and all of this build up. It's just the zeal of the Lord of hosts. It's, it's like a great big fireball coming down a channel. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 verse 7. Y'all doing okay? I, I, sorry I had you shake hands so many times. Amen. Ephesians 4 verse 7. I'm still not getting over that. But the next hand you shake might be the hand of Brother Branham. Or one of those saints come walking up and down the aisle and start filling up the balcony and all of a sudden, you know, those 50 and 100 people up in the balcony and Brother Jared's looking around and they're all 
18 or 20, and where was all the young people coming from? The dead in Christ have risen, you know. You know, I didn't say it happened yet. I'm just saying if it happens, and you see Brother John just kind of lose it all, and, and then that, that's what happened. All right. And I probably will lose it all, and, and, and we're still here. <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 7. But unto every one of us, that's you included, unto every one of us is given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, or when he rose, and then on the 40th day when he went up into heaven, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now a lot of people would read on down through these next few verses and say, well, that's the fivefold ministry. That's the pastors, evangelists, teachers. And, but I want you to look in verse 7. He's speaking to uh, the Ephesians. Unto every one of us is given grace. So there's gifts in the body. And there's not such a thing as a giftless believer. You all have a gift. So I want you to look beyond the veil. And realize that you are a gift from God. God bless you. You can have your seats. And brother Dan, maybe we can go to that one slide that I have. Um, we'll just move forward a little bit. Isn't it good to be a Christian today? And 2020. 2020. However you want to say it. Isn't it amazing that we're still here? Isn't it amazing that God has, his plan just keeps unfolding and and so Brother Dan will continue on here. I want to look here at this thought this morning on moving forward with a greater spiritual capacity. And as we look at these things and look in the book of Isaiah, we've got to bring it up to our day and not just be looking back all the time, but be able to see where the Word is affecting us this morning. Do you want that? Do you want that? If not, we're in the wrong church or we're in some other thing. But we're, we're believers of the message. And the Bible was speaking unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And in, in verse 7, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I believe the Lord has done very well Amen. with performing his word. Now, I don't know where you're at as a person, what you're going through in your life, how you see things. Uh, you don't want my opinion, and I'm not asking for yours. We're feeding off the Word of God. The zeal of the Lord of hosts is performing His Word. And, and I just want to go back and look at this thought uh, together with you. In 1964, just two days after Christmas, give me a church that's so completely anointed with God Till their very action and move is thus saith the Lord. Walk in that Shekinah glory and I'll show you a Messiah, anointed one of God, standing upon the earth. So was Brother Branham all caught up in Christmas and the tinsel and lights and trees and gifts? Or was he really talking about the main thing? Come on. 
What was he talking about? The real gift. Was he caught up in the word? Was he caught up in what God was doing in the bride? Let her know who she is. Where her actions and her moves are thus saith the Lord. Then I can say this morning, here by John in the scripture said this, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Amen. Because Jesus Christ did this for us, then we ought to do this. It's recognizing our day and its message, and it's receiving that seed down inside of us. Now, in the last weeks in America, I'm sure many of you would know this next quote, but Brother Branham was preaching, the world is falling apart. And he's saying, we receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. All these other things are falling apart. I'm not just here to speak about America, it's Canada too. It's all falling apart. Europe is falling apart. I mean, look at Britain, UK. They want to divorce. It just seems like it's a spirit of the age. They've gone wild. They've gone insane. It's true. You, you've never seen so many, uh, well, I guess they're men, walking around with earrings. They've become perverted. And women have been cross-dressing for years, wearing pants and, and all of these things. It's a perverted age. The world is falling apart. America's falling apart. Europe's falling apart. Asia is falling apart. All the na- world's falling apart. But we are in a kingdom, an eternal kingdom. It cannot be moved. And that ought to bring some inspiration and joy. Now that all the Christmas music has ended in the mall and everything, the music continues in the church. Joy to the world, the word has come. And there is no peace on earth if you're not following the Lord. So they sing a lie, they live a lie, they charge their card, or now it's tap or plug in. It's falling apart. You're going to see more sad faces in January. They overextend. They've got into their vodka and their cigars and their parties and they're fatter than ever. They'll start out with their New Year's resolutions and the gyms will be full. And by February, as we've spoken before, right back to their couches. And it's true. The world is falling apart. Health is falling apart. But we're in a kingdom. Where Christmas is every day. Oh, my. Brother John, did you have to? Yes, I did. This is a quote before Christmas. And I I quoted you after Christmas. It's the same thought. Christmas is every day. It's Christ being born, living his life in the believer. And I didn't say Bethlehem, and I didn't say Jeffersonville or King Sasha. I said, in the believer. I didn't even say Edmonton, because I don't know what you think about Edmonton. It's being born in you. That's why we're happy. Living in the presence of the king. Glory. Don't have to guess about that. It is the truth, God's truth, God's complete truth, how I love him for this, how good he is. So let's speak about this for a little bit moving forward with a greater spiritual capacity. Now, the last Sunday morning of the year, 
We want to move forward. And I'm speaking positively today because the token is positive. As we move from 2019 to 2020, how many want to move forward? With a greater, that's with more than before. That's more than is needed. Great comes from great, it comes, it's part of greater. So it's part of God is going to be in this year. And I don't want to offend anyone with your experience before, but it's got to get greater. Wherever you've been with the Lord, you can't stop there. Be a stuffed shirt and a know-it-all. And you hear this attitude today, even in message ranks, it's called an elitist attitude. You know, we've been there, we've done that, we've been down the road. Well, friends, uh, you know, I was born and raised in the message, and I feel like a little child sometimes. The more you know, the less you know. The more you know about Christ, the more you realize that you feel like crawling under the carpet. How great is our God? So moving forward, it's not talking about our past and our failures and getting up here with a, you know, a group therapy of talking about what we've gone through and all the hurts and pains. We're speaking about moving forward with something that's greater. It's a spiritual. It's not, I'm not focusing this morning on the natural, but the spiritual is a supernatural element. Hallelujah. It's something from the soul. It's something that no matter what happens in your body, I'm being strengthened and renewed. As I hear the word of God, I'm being born, and I'm being born again. I want to make an announcement. Jesus Christ has been born again, again. Say, that's not possible. He did it in the believer. He did it in you and me. He wants to be this morning. If someone's never been born again, be birthed by the word. Just... Stop looking around at everybody and wondering what. No, just say, God, let it happen to me. We played church, had church, been at church, slept in church, front row in church, in the balconies, in the nurseries, and we've been everywhere. It's time that it goes to the heart now. Going into 2020 now, this is the thought with a spiritual capacity. And there is a word that Brother Branham used. All the way from 1950 to 1965, your prophet used this word capacity. I, I, because I studied on it this week. It's a word that Brother Branham used about capacity. And it has to do with what the bride has in her because of a predestinated seed. It's the maximum amount that something can produce. It's the maximum amount that something can contain. I want you to be thinking of your gift, your life. And then to every one of us is given the faith and the grace, that was our opening scripture, to be able to manifest what God has called us to do. And I want every person to stop, you know, crossing bridges before you get there and thinking God's like a big somebody with a bat hitting you over the head today. God is not going to hold you or I or any person accountable to manifest something that he's never called you to. I got about 25% of your support there. Is that true? then stop worrying and fretting and things that are outside of your hands and your control and just rest 
And as we're going to get into here this morning, the gift is to get out of the way. Brother Branham said the gift is to relax. That's his words. And tonight we're going to get into that. Waiting, waiting isn't just sitting around doing nothing. It's an active word. I'm, I'm eagerly looking forward to. I have faith in. But I'm waiting on God. And I'll show you tonight. Maybe I should have spoke it this morning. I don't know. But it's not somebody just sitting with the phone over there waiting for it to ring. And I'm just waiting, waiting. That's being lazy. God forgives you immediately. So the capacity... Some of you brothers would know this more than I would. I had to look it up. But you see little stickers on things, and it has to do with the capacity or the amount that something can produce. Think spiritual now. It's something that fully occupies all the available area and space of something or someone. Capacity. It has to do with the ability of something or the power and the experience of something. And it has to do with the something specific of the role and position. Are you thinking spiritual? The gift of God in your life, the role or position and the capacity or function that God has called you to manifest on His behalf. God, give us a church. Did you already forget that? A church that's so completely anointed with God, till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. So let your capacity be enlarged. Let your revelation be from God and not your little mind. It just blows your mind that a virgin shall conceive. I mean, think about that. Anybody here understand that? Brother Nathaniel, you understand that? A virgin conceiving? It's impossible. But our God is greater than the impossible. I'll ask you today, because it's history. Did a virgin conceive? Then you're all crazy then. That's what the world would say. You believe in something that's impossible. And you look at yourself or you look at someone else and say, It's impossible that they manifest to the capacity of the bride of Christ and go in the rapture. And the word is saying today, that's what I'm ending out 2019 with, is to broaden your heart. Flex your wings a little bit. Let's move forward. Our God is great. And his capacity for the bride now, I want you to be thinking about this. And don't get under Brother John's inspiration, but get under the inspiration of the word. While we usually see capacity as in how much something can hold, it also means the ability or the power to do it. You're going to do things that you never even thought imaginable. Because that imagination is part of your spirit, but from your soul is where the seed is. Brother Bradham talked about a person being totally insane, having the Holy Ghost. And that's not the real you. 
the body realm, the spirit realm. You struggle today with health issues or you go through things in your family. Or as a young person, you're struggling to come to a, an ability or a, find yourself or to make something happen. I'm giving you the word of God today that a greater experience, a greater capacity, and to have a revelation. You say, well... The capacity, Brother John, is a gallon. It's only a gallon of oil, a gallon of gas. And some of you are operating at 50, 50%, half a gallon, and you think you're hitting on all cylinders. You think you're fine. You think you're good. Well, we're still here. I'm still here. Your pastor is still here. So there must be a secret that Brother Branham was trying to convey to the church. This is after his last Christmas message. He was trying to drive this home. Make sure they caught the revelation. I still wonder, Brother Ed, if we've, if we've caught it. When I was listening to this last Monday morning, and I, I'm just fellowshipping with you about this because I heard it this week and, you know, I, I went and I heard it again. Then I played it to my wife Monday night. Then I, thinking about it this week, is is my actions, is my moves, thus saith the Lord. I mean, what is Brother Branham talking about? Is, is he talking about, you know, just every time we um, play a certain song, that's thus saith the Lord. Is he saying, well, this sister wore a nice, beautiful dress today. This sister wore a white one, you know, that's thus saith the Lord. If she would have wore green, she would have been out of the will of God. I mean, people think, as we've gone on in the message, we realize people, they count the eagles and the doves, and they're, they're hypocrites in their heart. And they're trying to jump over the moon, and they've never even got to first base. So I believe, let's just end the year right, and let's start the year right. It's got to be in the heart. Where the volume and the size is what God would have us. Now, I don't have this on the screen, but... 1965, Brother Branham spoke about this in prayer. Dear God, we love you. Your word is so food fill. Wow, food full. Food full. Some of us are full in our stomachs after Christmas meals, but I'm talking about food full, talking about the word. We just love it. We live by it, Lord. It seems that our capacity is never sufficient. How many has ever felt that way? Just your capacity and as a Christian, as a believer, you just feel like a failure. You feel like there's, there's a hole somewhere in my jug. Where is the God in my life? Maybe the situation you'd say, how did we get in such an awful mess? Well, you need to give the mess to God. And you need to stop looking at it through your eyes because you're looking at it backwards anyway. You're look and that's why God can't move in your life. Your capacity, he's trying to say there's greater capacity and greater volume and greater movements and a greater revival and more of God. And Does this church believe that? You say, oh, Brother John, we didn't expect anything less from you today. You're all excited. Well, we need to get enthused with the Word of God. Yeah. Brother Branham is going on to quote the Scripture, a little while and the world won't see me no more. This is Jesus saying this, yet you'll see me, 
For I, the personal pronoun of I, will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Jesus Christ is at end time message tabernacle today. And at the end of the time, this great consummation, you said, just before it happens, I'm still quoting, it'll be just like before the fire fell in Sodom and burn up the Gentile world, that there would come a revelation again of the Son of Man, just like it was at Sodom. Father, may the people not miss it. Amen. Now, some of your minds might have went immediately to Brother Branham and the discerning that Abraham had of, and the Melchizedek appearing to Sarah and knowing the secrets of her heart. And that's why you fail personally because you're putting it all on Brother Branham. Well, let me, just, let me just give you a good word of encouragement. Remember, Abraham and Sarah brought forth Isaac. So there has to be a bride or vessels that bring forth the word. And, so when you hear even this quote, you say, well, there's got to come a revelation again of the Son of Man, just like it was at Sodom. Father, may the people not miss it. They had to be changed. Abraham and Sarah had to be changed. And some of you are still being changed. Your mind's being changed. Your heart's being changed. When you hear the word of the angel, you need to stop laughing up the sleeve and saying, oh, oh that'd be nice. No, no, take it personal. Come on, friends. It's a greater capacity. And if Sarah wouldn't have been part of Abraham, God would have smote her dead for lying to the angel. But because she was part of Abraham, I'm going somewhere with this, because she was part of Abraham, she was the female part that had to receive the seed Oh, you say, I'm worthy of death, or they're worthy of death. Be careful. God's not finished with you yet. He's not finished with us yet. You say, but my breasts are all dried up. My, you know, my uh, female organs are all dead. It's been years, Brother John. We've heard this for years. Well, friends, I believe you just watch the third pull then. When the squeeze comes down and people begin to realize that Jesus Christ is still our healer. He's our healer. It's not having a medical card from Canada that's going to heal you. It's going to be Jesus Christ is our healer. And he's in this building today. He's present. The doctor's in. The counselor's in. The prince of peace is in. The mighty God is in. You say, say, where's he at? It's certainly not you. It's not Brother John. It's not Brother Ed or Brother Harold. It's Jesus Christ. Trying to get your attention. And don't miss it. I would just say, you know, some just, just say, God, I'm missing it, or I need a greater capacity. I need it, Lord, and let the Word cut all that unbelief, all the darkness. Friends, this is a very serious day. It's a serious time that we're living in to recognize. In His Unfailing Words of Promise, 1964, I chose these three quotes because they're after the seals. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will pour out the Holy Ghost upon them, that you'll fill them with your divine power, that they may not only be Christians, but be instruments of service filled to the capacity. Yeah. 
I wonder why over the years, maybe that's why certain ministries were just trying to get the people to just come and be Christians. When here a prophet was saying, fill them with your divine power that they not only be Christians, but be instruments of service filled to the capacity. I say, God, fill the bride of Christ. Fill us to capacity. Let the volume, let the increase. Let the size, let the amount of my believing, let my heart I believe it was David in Psalm says, extend the borders of my heart. That means stretch out the tent. It's like a tent moving out the tent pegs from Cabela's or Bass Pro or whatever. And you get a tent and you want to move the tent pegs out. Expand the borders of the tent. We need to go from a two-man tent to a four-man tent to an eight-man tent to a however. The, you know, and Brother Branham caught the vision of in the tent. Oh, you say, well... Maybe it was all spiritual. Maybe it was all natural. Well, maybe this. Well, stop all the maybe stuff. Just say, Lord, what does that mean for me? I mean, what does that mean for us? People were going in sick, coming out well. People going in crippled, coming out whole. Then I'll say it's high time. It might as well be 2020. If God don't come in the next few days. It might as well be 2020 when the bride goes in and realizes who she is and recognizes here what Brother Branham was saying, that it's not just good enough to be Christians. Billy Graham and Or Roberts can make you a Christian and it's bring them to Christ and make a decision. The bride has got to be feeding off the Word of God. Sent by a messenger. 1963, it's my last quote on this Thought here, before we move along, souls in prison now, just at the beginning, because Brother Branham was already sensing what he had to say. And it was very serious. He, he didn't really know the full extent of souls in prison now. He said, do you all remember throughout that service, he said, God forbid that we haven't come to the time that it's just... I've got loved ones, and, he, and I think he says Rebecca and Joseph, and I've got ones, and he mentions Rebecca right up till she was 17, 18, not having the Holy Ghost. In the prophet's home. You say, Brother John, I'm so embarrassed at what's going on. Well, look at Brother Branham's family, and, and Brother Branham's own son is smoking at 15 years old. Do you all know that? Did I hurt somebody's feelings? I mean, this is just true. It doesn't matter if you're a prophet's son or prophet's daughter or the pastor's children or my children. You have to be born by the Word. To where we're not just Christians, but we're instruments filled to capacity. Let me just give you a word of advice. When you hear this, what you're hearing this morning, you ought to say amen. You ought to say, my capacity, my life, or I just don't think that way. Well, let the Lord change your thoughts. Just let him increase the tent of your life and your believing. God's not all caught up in your troubles. God has never lost. He's not a loser. Your life might be all entangled up and... You might be thinking all of these type of despairing thoughts. God has never had a despairing thought. Heavenly Father, such a line of scripture here, because he had read three scriptures, Brother Marshall. 
He had just read three scriptures at the opening of the service. And he says, Heavenly Father. Now he's praying, you know, to the Lord Jesus saying, three witnesses, three places in the scripture giving testimony. And thou hast said in thy word in the mouth of two or three witnesses. I think we read out of two or three scriptures this morning, didn't we? Did we not? Let every word be established. Now I pray thee, O God, that thou will come to the people. Some of you, if you're going to go deeper, you got to dig deeper. you got to get more attention and dig into the word. You, you can't be just having your loaf and your coffee you drank this morning. you got to dig into the word. you gotta, you got to say, I need this. Do you understand that? Some, you, you say, I just need a little brush, and, and sometimes you need a good kick in the pants. Or the skirt. Excuse the expression. You say, well, we're all just doing really good. Well, there are needs among us and issues we do not know. Some of our people live on the edge. Can't say, oh, we're all Christians. Hallelujah. Brother Branham was trying to bring people deeper than that. Where they're not just Christians, but instruments of service and filled to capacity. Then he reads three scriptures and he says, Now... I pray thee, O God, that thou will come to the people and will interpret this word, this message, in the light that it should be in. Amen. Not what the preacher's trying to promote. Not what that church has believed for the last five and has declined, 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 and they wonder why. It's not the message. You can have all kinds of quotes and say we, you can have Brother Brown's picture in the church and pillar of fire and all of that. And God could have left that church years ago. Oh God, that's very dangerous. But Brother John has had the privilege or the sad thing of preaching in churches like that. I remember one church stepping to the pulpit, Brother Harold. And I felt like stepping out of the pulpit and closing the service. I'm like, Lord Jesus, help us. We need our meetings to have the anointing of God. And not just, well, the pastor's there because sister so-and-so had a prophecy or a dream. And that confirmed that he should be the pastor. That's nonsense. That man better know he's called to that place. Because sister so-and-so and and brother so-and-so, well, that man's got to stand in front of devils and demons. We better know our gift and our calling. Maybe we'll get into that tonight, but Paul said, wait on your ministries. Wait on your gift. We've got a lot of troubles because people haven't waited. Can you just follow this along with me? I pray thee, maybe we can make this our prayer. I pray thee, O God, that thou will come to the people and will interpret this word, this message, in the light that it should be in, that every man, every woman, every boy or girl might understand in the capacity that you have ordained for them to understand it. Now that would solve all of our problems if this one little prayer was manifested. Not prayed. We could even have Brother Branham standing here. We could play it out over the speakers. 
and we can welcome the voice of the seventh angel messenger, pray this very prayer, and it would not be manifested unless men and women, boys and girls, said, be it unto me. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. Say, well, Brother Branham's our pastor. Then do what he said. That's live a life worthy of the gospel. It's not pressing play and falling asleep after 20 minutes and then living backslidden lives and saying we believe the message. That's not the message. I feel a message coming along this past week. I might speak it in January. Is this what the message produces? We need to examine ourselves. We, we need to look deep. Stop all the surface stuff. There's going to come a people where every thought and every word, every action and move is thus saith the Lord. I wonder how many of you are willing to get into this thought today and say, be it unto me, Lord. Whatever's going on in my life and happening around me, I want my life to come under the order of thus saith the Lord. In the light that it should be in that every man, woman, boy, or girl might understand in the capacity that you have ordained for them to understand in and now knowing that these three witnesses bear record of truth. Lord, we want to move forward this year. Something positive. Now, I'm speaking under a burden today because as we've gone along in the years, it's not just new converts that are being challenged. It's not just our children and our young people. It's older ones. It's people that have been raised in the message. It's people that have been in it for 5, 10, 15 years. They get weary. They get disappointed. They get frustrated. I was listening to Brother Branham yesterday, and he was speaking about ministry and leadership, and he said that leaders go through things that they don't tell their people about. There's frustrations and there's prayers that they pray to God, unanswered prayers. And ministry goes through things that the people know nothing about. I, I often think in humility about uh, being a minister ourselves that if we are going through these things and our family or those that have been along the road for years, then what are the others going through? Sometimes God allows you to go through something for you to understand that there's needs in the body. We, we cannot live in our gift or in our little sphere, our little capacity. We've got to enlarge and say, God, give me a revelation of the body. I wonder today, seriously, if you would be able to accept this revelation, that God would allow you to go through something for someone else. And you cry and whimper and fuss and why me and pity party and, and fail to give God praise and worship. You withhold enthusiasm toward God because of your little realm and God wants you to break out of that. 
There's a lot of things we don't understand. We don't know why this and that. But the gift, when they asked Brother Branham in the message proving his word, what is a gift, Brother Branham? Is it something that you take? And he said, no, no, it's something you know how to get yourself out of the way. Because as long as you're there, it'll never work. Now that's what he said. Now I'm trying to bring this, this thought, and I'm not going to do it justice in one service. But what does that mean? Every action and every move is thus saith the Lord. As long as you're in there, now this is proving his word, it'll never work. So he's talking about the capacity of our human element that gets in the way. That we don't get out of the way. We're not thinking his thoughts. We're not moving under the pulsation of the Holy Ghost. That will never work. Oh, no, this is a killer. William Branham is the greatest enemy I got. Now, William Branham said that. He was looking at himself... And you can just put your name there if you're brave enough. William Branham is the greatest enemy I got. But some of you, you just love yourself so much. You just think you're the greatest person outside of sliced cheese. I mean, whoever invented bread or car tires, have you ever thought about that? That's a great idea. And you just think yourself and your thoughts. You so elevate yourself. You say, I do not. I'm so humble. Yes, you do. I mean, I don't know how it was in your area, but in our area, we live in a small border town near Blaine. And, um, you know, most of the places are closed. Coffee stores for Christmas, Christmas Day. And I was just coming here on um, Saturday morning, and I went through the drive-thru at Starbucks in Blaine. And the guy there said, yeah, man, I was working on Christmas Day in Bellingham. I said, oh, wow, which place? And he told me the place. He said, yeah, man, I was glad I was taking the orders because there was an hour lineup for people to get their drinks. People were so happy to see me and order, and they were an hour. They're upset and fussing and all this. And I thought, wow, that's incredible. You talk about having a high. I need coffee. I want Starbucks, and let's go. They're open on Christmas. Everybody else is closed. And then it's an hour later. You feel like dumping it in. Let's go, you know, but people's got it in their minds. They got it on their heart. They, they got to have it. Gotta, I wonder if we were that way about Jesus and the Word. I'm willing to wait for an hour if it means my special drink, my special flavor. And you're willing to wait on the Lord and wait. I mean, why would she get an iced raspberry drink on Christmas Day? And why is this? And, oh, I hate peppermint. I don't like this. And then you get your nice little latte. Oh, it's like you worship the thing. Oh, it's just the smell. It's the aroma. Oh, it was worth the wait, wasn't it, honey? Yes, it was. And he's rolling his eyes. And, well... Did you get points? Oh, everybody's all caught up in life. And can we get caught up in the word this year? I mean, I might be speaking to a minister or a trustee or song leader, or musician, all of us. We get caught up in life and you got to be a certain image and you don't want to make it look like you have a need in your life. Well, if you went forward for prayer, Brother Dodd, they might think you're backslidden. 
I think it's the honest in heart that received the third pull. I think if I remember the message right, it's those that are honest in heart. It's me, oh Lord. I want a greater capacity. Just forget all the fluff. Triple shot it, four shot, whatever you got to do. And I've waited an hour. Just put six pumps in there, you know. I don't want to be carnal, but I'm just saying, Lord, help us. Let's move forward. Think about this. What's appropriate? What's appropriate? And appropriate gifts or God's gifts always find their places. You know, you might as well just put your name in there. Since you've already heard that there's not such a thing as a giftless believer, so you have a gift. So God's gifts always, can we say always, find their places. That means you're either there or you're on your road there. Just, just kick out the devil today and say, well, there's no way he can you. Just no, that's nonsense. I mean, have you ever talked to somebody, you're, you're so beautiful. I am not. You know, what do you want from me? I really like your hair. What, is that? what do they want from me, you know? We become so skeptical. It can be that way in church. You know, the way I'm speaking today is the way Brother Branham spoke. That's how you know a minister is in the message or not, is when he speaks. It's things Brother Branham talked about. Do you know Brother Branham talked about politics? He said, you have it today. People just love the person. Can't do no wrong. They just love, this is your person. The same person on this side, they're a renegade. It's horrible. Do you know? And, you know, this person over here, they're so animated. And, you know, this, this is not the person. And over here, they're just as animated. They're a renegade. And Brother Branham said there's people in between. Brother Branham said this. And he said it's the same way in Christendom. People get in the middle, and they don't know what to believe. They don't know what's right, and they get caught in the middle. I say, Lord, let it swing right over. There's one man we need this year. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not another prime minister or president or somebody whatever, because you'll find out very quick. They love you today, and they hate you tomorrow. And you're not going to please everybody. It's hard enough for you to please three people in your family. I mean, where are you going for lunch this afternoon? Oh, y'all are quiet. <laughs> it's, it's hard to please five people. It's like, forget you all, you know. We're fasting. Brother John gave his title for tonight. We need to wait on the Lord. Well, you might get a good punch in your ears from the back row, you know. Or some, you know, by now your children get over and they start texting you. What are we doing for lunch? And We're fasting. Mother and I's fasting. No, you just got caught in the middle of where are we going to go for lunch, and you're just tired of five people saying, we went there. Oh, God, give us a revival in our church. Give us a Holy Ghost revival. From the front to the back in the nursery, too. Let there be the power of the Holy Ghost just come down, and women with their hands in the wash, and they're just be looking out the window, and tears start coming out of their eyes. Well, now they're so busy because they got their Android or iPhone and it's buzzing and binging and they're finding out what's over here and they're scrolling up and down. Friends, we need to come back to the Word of God. Get face to face. 
What are you thinking about an appropriate gift? Because maybe like the wise men, none of the rest of the congregation will even see what goes on. Maybe the star, this mystic light passed over the observatories for two years where people even kept time then by four watches. They kept time by the stars. I'm quoting your prophet. Nobody, no historian wrote of it. No one knew nothing about it. And yet it was there. And these wise men with their appropriate gift was guided right through to it. Hello, bride of Christ. You're, you're being guided right to the Messiah. Right into the rapture. Doesn't matter what goes on. The bride of Christ with their appropriate gift is guided right through to it. May that same light come into every heart here tonight that's setting present. Could we just say, Lord, on our Sunday morning, our last Sunday morning, Jesus. Star of Bethlehem, light of God, come into my heart. And tonight is too late. I need it this morning, Jesus. Oh, for your touch. There may not be no emotion. There may not be this, that, and maybe no one else would know it. Just like the wise men, but may something so be settled in these men and women, boys and girls' hearts tonight. That, that gift of God will anoint their life. Be careful. The very thing you might be against and resisting might be the very thing. God is trying to get your attention. Be careful. It's always the need between the, the bride and the groom, Jesus Christ and the bride. God help us not to be feminist and Laodicean in our attitudes. Self-sufficient and independent. So much to where everything is just a suggestion. Everything is just a suggestion. It can be that way in church. Everything is just a suggestion. Just go out and live your own life however you want to live. And we fail to recognize God is not going to back up on his word for nobody. Can this church say amen? amen? Maybe I have that for tonight, but I might as well say it now. Whether it's your family or your friends or your associates or nobody, God doesn't change his mind about his word for nobody. Just because they give you thumbs up and they like your page and blah, 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 don't mean anything to God. God doesn't have a favorite movie. You see that today, you know, who's the, what's your favorite movie and blah, blah, blah. God doesn't have a favorite movie. He loves his bride. He'd love to have her played all over the place. That's his enthusiasm. Maybe I should have preached tonight's service this morning. Don't miss tonight's service. Amen. I know some can't make it, but Lord, anoint our lives. May from this night on, we'll be changed. Won't be more, no more like we used to be. We'll be changed. What do you all say about that tonight? What would be proper? What would be an appropriate gift? Well, Brother John, we don't give gifts at Christmas. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you giving yourself to him. 
The only real thing you can give to God is yourself. Even in Matthew, when it talks about Jesus being born and the wise men coming, verse 11, when they, and when they were come into the house. Is that what the Bible says? So the wise men never went to the manger. Is that right? Are you all message believers here? So all the little nativity scenes and everything that have the wise men, these three kings of Orient, they come to the manger. False doctrine. Then it becomes so watered down. He said, well, Brother John, Santa Claus ain't so bad. The old guy. That guy, he ain't so bad. Well, Brother Bradham said you lie to your children when they're children. And they grow up and they say, well, maybe these other things you're saying are a lie too. What have you done? You have done that. Do you know why they're reaping in the field? The kind of fruit they're reaping? Because that's the kind of seeds that were being sown all the years. Conventions, youth meetings, special services, local ministry, women in the church, Brothers out of their place sow all kinds of seed throughout the year. Then they want to pray for a crop failure because why is it so bad? Well, we need to look at it again and say, God, 2020 has got to be different. I'm turning my eyes toward Jesus. I'm putting some seeds in the garden this morning, today. The wise men came to the house about two years later. Some of you, your, your attention span is about 30 seconds. Swipe, push, hit, and two minutes is a long time. And after five, you're rolling your eyes and thinking about your video game or whatever. And after 30, they're way over. And we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. We become a product of our age and don't even, good people. And don't even know it. It's all swipe, hit, hit, this. And if something's not moving fast, something's going, then they just get bored. It's like, moving on. And they count the light bulbs and they count the crosses and all. And they're not in the spirit. May the Holy Ghost just strike all of us. I mean, myself included. Start with me. Start with all of us. My question to you is you get these brothers traveling for over two years. And not in a Cadillac or a nice car, but in, on these camels or whatever. And they come into this house and they saw the young child, so it wasn't a baby, in a manger. With Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. So they still love the Lord after two years of not seeing the promise come to pass. It's not like, oh man, it's about time. They worshiped. I think most of our problems is a bad attitude. We start wrong. We go through it wrong. We've been trained wrong. And it's not going to end right with that kind of attitude. You're not going to go in the rapture like that. You need to just let it be in your heart. I need a greater capacity. Hallelujah. I need a greater volume. I need a good dose of the Holy Ghost. 
I need the power of God to strike me. Well, I'm just a housewife. I'm just a teenager. I'm just a little girl or boy. Praise the Lord. Those are the ones God uses. Because you can see what the others have done with their mighty revelations. Where are they at today? I mean, they worshipped him, and when they had opened their gifts, watch this. They presented unto him gifts. That's what I'm speaking about today. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, if you listen to what Brother Branham said, he said it doesn't mean that there were just three wise men. There could have been more. I'll let you work on that one. But You say, well, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, there was three. Who told you that? It just goes to show all of us could just use a real good back to the message. So watch this, though. Let's stay focused. Gold. That person gave, when they lived their life or gave their gift, they just saw the deity of Christ. Another gave frankincense or in service. Just want to serve the Lord. What can I do for... And one saw death. One had a revelation. Are we going too long? We're doing okay? One saw that this little child is going to give his life on the cross and save the people from their sins, then I've got to give him of an appropriate gift of myrrh. And if we're not careful, we'll look over at this brother and say, you gave gold, my is better. And one said, no, I saw him on the cross, he's a savior. And another one says, I saw him serving, serving. And if we're not careful, we'll be cutting and dicing and poking and I have the quotes right here. Brother Brenham said, that's not God. A gift is not God giving you a, a, a sword or a screwdriver or a hammer and you going out and cutting and this. He said, that's not God. The gift is get yourself out of the way. So, Deity in service to die. Not in a manger. Not in the house. They were looking beyond the now. Don't, don't fall asleep on me now. They were looking beyond the now, the little two-year-old boy that probably had lost attention by now. I, I have a, a, a grandson that's almost two years old, and Jesus was a little boy. And so by the time all the excitement and the camels and all this, he might have went and wanted to play in the dirt with his whatever. I was going to say trucks, but probably didn't have trucks, did he? And Jesus was a little child. These three men were not all got caught up in the little child. They were caught up in a revelation. This is the Messiah. And that's what I'm trying to do today. We need to look beyond the now. We need to look beyond the now. And what I see. And Oh, it's such a disappointment, a little child. It's the Messiah. We need to look beyond the now and what happened in 2019. And we need to look to a greater capacity. That's the Word made flesh for our day. Lord, let it be formed in me. Let it become... Does everyone agree with this? Gifts. They each one gave gold. Well, if you don't agree, God bless you. You don't have to agree with what Brother John says, but if it's the Word, God bless you. I'm trying, Brother Ed. We don't want it to be where it's the minister's enthusiasm and the spirit of the preacher. Listen, I'm just be honest with you. Y'all know Brother John. 
in one a month of this past year, we had three people in our assembly pass away in the matter of weeks. And some very tragically. And when we were going through that time and I was just looking back over it, I realized that Brother John Andes was the last minister that all three of them had heard. And you begin to realize, this is serious, Brother Marshall. This is serious. You have men and women, boys and girls, this could be their last service. Hello? I'm, I'm talking about how ministers look introspectly. On one Wednesday night, it was the last Wednesday night that person heard. One Sunday night, it was the last Sunday night that person heard. And by Wednesday, they're gone. Preached on a Wednesday, by Sunday night, they're gone. Another person sits in the balcony, here's a service. Driving truck, semi-truck, got pulled over on the highway at a way station because some trailer lights weren't working on his um, trailer, so they may, you got to stay over the night here. He goes into the little sleeper of his truck like he was going to bed for the night because it was in the evening time. And he just slumped over. And they found him the next day. He was gone. A brother in his 40s. 40s. He's just gone. Say, why are you talking like this? To bring it no, it's to bring the realities, Brother Lynn. That all of us, our life is so short. And to bring the seriousness. And I believe it's got to start with the ministry to realize and convey that it can't be just, we don't need more orators of the message. People that can just say it and know the quotes and the scriptures and know how to keep a congregation for just an hour and just keep them spellbound and let them go. And then we need some that can say a joke and can be kind of like jokesters and bring in current events. And Friends, we need men and women that are led by the Holy Ghost, inspired by the Word, that whether they sing a song or preach or shake somebody's hand or is a mother or a housewife or a teenager, that they meet Jesus in our meetings. Do you, do you agree with that? They met Jesus. Let me just bring it down a little tighter. Because when we go out from here, it's not that we're giving him gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh, and he opens them up. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. It's the lives we live is reflecting our gift. It's reflecting our revelation of what we believe the message is. And if we believe it's just a nice social group or that's my church, that's all we'll give. Just a few hours or a few days or, you know, get together for watch night gathering and we come next Sunday because that's our duty. And then it becomes a lifestyle. We can say the right words. We can know the cliches. We know how to live and act. And then people grow up and boom, they're right to the world. Because the lives we are living is reflecting our revelation. I'm trying to increase your capacity this morning. 
But I'm also challenging myself. I want a greater capacity. It is serious. I mean, what if somebody isn't here Wednesday, Tuesday night, next Sunday, Brother Mark? What if somebody in this church, a visitor? A visitor. And it was their last service. Here you hear Brother Branham speaking about these things and bringing the realities of it and things. I begin to think about then what would be proper for our king. Not a baby in a manger. What would be right? Not a little child at a house. What would be the correct thing that our Lord Jesus would please him the most? Because there, we could give an inappropriate gift that reflects where we're at, that has nothing to do with Jesus. And he doesn't want it. It's like, you don't even know me. That's, how could you give me this kind of a present, a gift? I mean, you're trying to be happy and thank you very much, and it's like, but that's not even my size. I mean, can't you see that I've grown into an extra large? And you, you must be speaking by faith. You got me a small coat, and I really love you, and I pre- but I can't use it. It's like, it's inappropriate. But it was half price on Boxing Day. I got a good deal, Jesus. I, I was a good steward. Wow, and we laugh, and that's funny, but what are we doing for Jesus? Sometimes it can be so inappropriate at a certain time. It's not the season for that. It's not the suitable expression. In fact, it's opposite than what he desires. It's not, it doesn't even fit the occasion. It's not the proper place not the proper time your approach was wrong your attitude was wrong it wasn't said right it wasn't done right it's not correct and that's where Jesus said in vain do they worship me I don't think any of us want to be that way to the Lord Jesus I'm just bypassing some scriptures and things but brother Bradham said and you must be born again can I just take a couple more minutes and then false teachers will bring false births this is Brother Brown, I'm speaking in. False teachers will bring false births. True prophets will bring the word, the birth of the word, Christ. False prophets will bring false birth. Then I say, God, help us in our church. Give us ministry anointed. Like he said in spoken word is the original seed. The birth of the word is Christ. Not polluted. The early church, no denominations, just the word. And spirit, spirit irrigated. I'm going to say that again. They heard the word, but it had the spirit raining on it. And if it doesn't, if it's not local, we'll bring it in. We'll bring in a visiting minister. We'll bring in some water from across there if we got to get it. I tell you, where's the moms and dads that are concerned about their children and young people? I mean, do you just want a formal, cold religion so cold and broken where some little thing is said or done and they're just gone and offended? Or, or where's the men and women that are like rugged Christians? That, 
so in love with Jesus, nothing just phases, bother. I mean, it's like you're living all around people, and the people that are, you're around the closest hurt you the most. But it's just like you're focused. You're on, the, you're on Christ, whatever he says about you. Sometimes the answer isn't always to quit your job or to leave a relationship. It's to ask the Lord, what do you want me to get out of this? How many know that Mary, that brought forth Jesus, Christ, had to go to the upper room to receive the Holy Ghost? How many know that? She could have said more than anybody, I fulfilled Isaiah, thus a virgin shall conceive. Hallelujah. It was the word prophesied for my body. Hallelujah. So all the rest of you need to go up to the, uh, and, and die out to yourself, but I was the mother of Jesus. Hello? They've done it in the message. The same. We fulfilled this. We just do this, and then we're all good. Mary would have never received it. She had to be in the upper room. She had to follow along with the word. I'm just going to say it the way it is. Excuse me. But if you don't follow along with the word and turn this corner, what the Spirit is saying to the church, you're going to be left in the spiritual dust of humanity. And be careful that the world don't open up and swallow you up. Then all of a sudden, it's the minister that did that, and it's the church that's so bad. And on their way out the door, everything was so horrible and bad for years. And I'm like, wow. They were deceived for all this time. We're so bad and horrible and devils and demons. And... But where do they go from there? If they went on with God and has a revival and breaking out with signs and wonders and miracles, I might listen a little bit and... Say, wow, what is happening? But no, many times people that go away, they just get worse and worse and worse. Friends, you say, Brother John, you're being negative. No, I'm staying positive. We are going forward with a greater capacity. And I didn't want to make it sound like psychology. Oh, a greater capacity. Oh, yeah, preach it positive. It's a spiritual capacity. I'm not all into this, you know, give to our ministry, give to our church, and you'll be blessed and prosperity and all that. Yeah, it's not, that's nonsense. You believe the word, you die to yourself. Receive the Holy Ghost. Get a revelation. There's a rapture waiting for you. Just lay aside all the weights and all the wrapping. Stop getting so interested about their camels. Did you see their camels? Did you know it was one hump? And then he had two humps. And the way that that second one had its tail, did you notice that? Well, then you're not even a believer. No, it's they gave gold, frankincense, myrrh. Now, what are you doing? The focus is now on you. What are you doing? What am I doing? Here. There's a 1963... Good message to hear. There's only one gift that you can give, and that is yourself. Give yourself to God. Because God's already given to you His gift. Now, there's only, the only thing you owe back to God, that's yourself, to Him. Period. 
It's not come to our church, stream our website, say my pastor's name every third paragraph. That is nonsense. I think that's why God has allowed it to go on. So people can get their eyes back on Jesus. Hallelujah, Brother Marshall. Could have been nine years ago when you came in and surrendered your life to God. For some reason, the Lord's allowed you to go through things. Well, why don't you just pick on up and carry it right on and start out this new year with a blaze? Oh, I didn't say your name. Okay, well, why don't all of us just start out this new year and say, God, I give my gift to you, Lord. The only thing I can give. You say, well, I gave a large check or I gave some of my time. If you give him yourself, if you give him your life, if you give him your heart, everything else just flows out from that. Your future, your career, your mate, your money, your time. And just in case somebody still hung up on, man, but I know, but I was supposed to do this for God, and then this happened, or am I supposed to be a missionary to Africa, or am I supposed to marry this person, and they get all twisted up, and maybe lose their mind over it. Brother Branham had to deal with a young lady, you might remember this, where there was a young man that made a promise to her, and broke his promise, and it broke her heart, and it broke her spirit. And Brother Branham was spending personal time with her outside of the pulpit trying to contact her spirit and bring it back because a young man had made a promise to her and been inappropriate. Wow, you all got quiet. But we need those type of things to be ministered the same as we do all the great revelations is this has happened in a relationship or that happened in a certain situation and you're trying to just catch the mind of the Lord in it. And all of us have the question, why? But do you know that God doesn't answer all of our whys the way that we want Him to? He answers every prayer, but He might say, do you know what? That's none of your business. But it is my business. I just want to tell Him on Facebook what I really think about this. And you... That's the part we're talking about, getting yourself out of the way. That's the part of dying to yourself that people can run all through all kinds of stuff and sing like a mockingbird and then go right out there and just cut off good people and say things. That's, and you're just scratching your head and you're hearing this person sing this wonderful song. It's a nice, you know, that, and you just, I couldn't say anything about the song, but it was their life. It's like you're almost embarrassed hearing the song. Am I the only person that's ever thought this? It's like, I feel like bowing my head. It's nothing to do with their song. It's a fantastic singing. Very good. But it's their life that they live through the week. You know it's a mockery. And what they're posting on YouTube and what they're doing in their private life is horrible. And they can come right up and just sing so nice and so good to where you think, well, man, I don't even have a gift. I don't... I can't even sing in the shower. Do you know what? God will receive somebody that can't even hold a tune or a beat over somebody that can just stand right up here and sing. And If their life isn't an appropriate gift, did I offend anybody? 
That special this morning was very good. Who enjoyed that? I love that. So in conclusion, in conclusion, let's, let's just end with this quote, this, this slide and the next one, same quote. I know Brother Harold has spoken out of the church age book so much. Way back in the 80s, we would go to Michigan. Even before we moved in 1988, Brother Harold, for several years we went there and he would preach out of this. Brother Branham said, now remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church and defile it, making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, attempted destruction of God's people and the discrediting of God's word. Remember that Satan. Right down to the time he is cast into the lake of fire, he fights that. He cannot stand it. He knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. Would you like to join that army? Who's in that army, but you want to be a better soldier? I mean, that ought to include all of us. Okay, who don't want to be in this army? You embarrass me. I like to embarrass the devil. We're not interested in hypocrites. Then they want to be friends, and then they want to do good things, and there's nothing but a con artist. And there ought to be men and women with the Holy Ghost discern that thing. Amen. We're part of the true church. And here in conclusion, if they get a true revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church and by God's spirit discern, hello, discern, and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan will be powerless before her. Lord, give us that kind of church. I'll just say as we go before the, we sing and go out today, we need a true revelation of the spirits within the framework of the Christian church. Then when God gives you that revelation by God's spirit, not your charisma and just let me handle this brother. No, by God's spirit, you're able to discern this thing. You discern something is not right. Something's not of God. And, but this is what most of us aren't very good at, because especially Canadians. And in Edmonton, we're conservative. And something might be going on, and it's not right, and, but we just kind of, we don't need to say nothing. I don't want to get involved. I, I, I wouldn't want to be water on the parade. You know, I wouldn't want to, you know, and, and all these kind of thoughts come. Maybe you're a Judas, and you're like, well, Where'd that come from? It's just spirits. I'm bringing you something as we close. Because if you and I are going to, every action, every deed, everything is going to be thus saith the Lord. We got to have enough Holy Ghost about us where you say, well, that's not right. That is not the Holy Ghost. And withstand it.
It's a good person. Brother John, they've given a lot to the church. Where they come from a family, brother, if you say something, well, where's the men and women that are able to withstand that spirit? The antichrist spirit. Satan would be powerless before us. Let me just say it like this. In 2020, Satan is going to be powerless in front of a church that can discern these spirits and withstand them and say that's nothing but the devil. He's trying to come in like a flood. Satan's trying to come in and take that person or take that and take their spirit and take their body. I'm taking my sword out. Isn't I? Oh, no, brother. We got to be politically correct. It's happy holidays, not Merry Christmas. Brother Branham said Merry Christmas. They want to take Christ out of Christmas. So now people don't do nothing. Shh, be quiet. We don't say anything about Christmas. Let's just get through this season. Let's just go through here. Nobody preach on it at church. And don't do anything that's kind of worldly. You might offend someone. And oh, we made it through. It's the Sunday after Christmas. Whoo. And then January starts, and then spirits come in, music comes in, spirits, and you have no ability to discern that, then somehow we're not balanced. We seem to be so sharp and got it all laid out over here, brother, and I'll give you 28 pages of quotes, brother Kevin. And yet over here, our spirit, our heart, our family, nobody wants to be around us. And I think all of us come to times in our lives when nobody wants to be around us. We don't even want to be around ourselves. We, we feel like sleeping in and all day long and just covering up and just not waking up. Because we're not recognizing the gift. We're not recognizing the deity. We need to get out there. It's time to manifest. It's time to discern and withstand the spirit. Satan would be powerless before that church. And he will be as definitely thwarted today as our musicians come. As when Christ withstood his every effort to gain power over him in the desert. Yes, Satan hates revelation, but we love it. With true revelation in our lives, the gates of hell, listen to this, cannot prevail against us. But we will prevail over them. Stop looking at your horoscope in the newspaper. For goodness sake, read the word of God. Well, I read the horoscope, and I'm born on this day and this day, and it said something very horrible about me. Burn the page. Stop reading that. Listen to some Holy Ghost-filled minister or somebody tell you something from the word of God. Now I'm preaching the musicians. Let the gift of God be anointed in our church that can drive out evil spirits. Oh, that's only for the visiting uh, revivalist that comes on, uh, in July there. July, that date, Brother Ed. And, and then we're going to have someone come and have a prayer line and cast out the evil spirits. Well, you know, music can cast out evil spirits. And you can come to tonight's service and go Monday and be free. Free of that demon that's lied to you. How many want that kind of a church? Or, or are you just looking for some favorite preacher? I got to go onto this website this afternoon because they're a better preacher than what we heard. I'm sure there is a lot of better preachers. But we need to get connected into a channel 
that can come down and discern our lives and discern our family and kind of get under our skin a little bit and say, come on, brother, sister. And we also need to be on the other side, encouraging one another and say, God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. Because God's gifts are all coming to their place at end time message tabernacle. Satan is going to be thwarted before us this coming year. All of Satan's efforts are going to be put down. Satan hates revelation, so we love it. So we're going to get into the word more than ever. True revelation in our lives. Gates of hell cannot prevail against us, but we're going to prevail against them. End of story. End of story. That's, that's the absolute. I mean, what else are you going to say? And we're not going to stutter and say, well, Brother John, if I had a personal interview with you, then I would be able to tell you all about my troubles. And that's how they were with Brother Branham. If I could just get an interview, and I'll go to Jeffersonville and wait in a long line, and he may never even see me, but if I can just have an interview, because that's where their faith was. Today, friends, Jesus Christ knows all about our need. And many times, Brother Branham would write out the person's questions and the answer, and, oh, we didn't have enough time in our interview to speak about that. By the way, here's your questions and here's the answer. How many know Brother Branham said that? Jesus was present. So he's not in a grave today. He's right here among us. Let us just stand. Let the worshipers arise. And Brother Ed's going to come. Let the worshipers arise. Let the sons and the daughters sing. Let's worship as we close. as individuals. I wonder who would respond to the message this morning and say, Lord, I want to move forward. I want to raise my hand in total solidarity. Move me forward, oh God. Some of you might need to speak it out. Speak. Move us forward, God. Give us greater, greater capacities, Lord. Spiritually, may the Holy Ghost 
Move in our church. Move in our families. Move on our young people, God. Oh God, we lift up our hands together. We haven't come to a little manger. The night sky wasn't filled with angels telling us to go, but we have heard from an angel, a mighty angel, the angel of the Lord. We haven't come to a little house on a camel. Some men and women, boys and girls have driven here, maybe on a bus or walked or took a bicycle. We took an airplane. There was something in our heart even weeks ago, Brother Ed will know this, weeks ago. It was just a desire to come to Edmonton not knowing that Brother Kelly Hildebrandt would fall sick, Lord, some two weeks ago or so, and that we would be here today, but you knew all about it, God. Not even knowing up through Friday if we could even come. Certain ones are in hospice care, certain ones with appointments for surgery, certain needs are in our own assembly. I have needs in my family. But it was a love of God in our hearts. After 31 years, we'll come back to Edmonton. Because it just seems to be at home here. We can express the word of God. And even though this thought was so fresh last Sunday as I heard it, and then Monday morning heard this quote from your prophet, it just stayed with me all week. I pray, God, as we close out this service that you would give each one of us that ability to present ourselves. Presence. Presence. I'll give you a present, but the same word as present. I present myself. I give myself away. I give you my gift, oh God. I'm not reaching under a donkey or a sheep and I'm not, Mary's not excusing herself to go nurse a baby. I don't smell the manure or see the sack, the manger and straw. It's 2019. We're looking into the faces of weathered men and women, some young and old. There's a new crop been coming up all these years. Don't let us become so caught up in what we thought was the message that our children are falling between the cracks. Our young people and things going on in homes that should never be. It is not the message. Then I ask for forgiveness. I start from the pulpit right now and ask for forgiveness sweeping out through this building on through the foyer down into the nursery whoever streaming or will stream this service may the holy ghost conviction and power of god strike the bride of christ give us revelation not in our intellect but in our hearts that we would know you and give a greater capacity
I believe the service was ordained of God. I, I believe the word that was spoken of a greater capacity was for us individually and for end time message tabernacle. We can leave this year going into the next year with inspiration and faith that our God has never left us. But he's even with us, even in us all the way till the end. And he's not thrown any one of his sheep to the side and gotten tired of them and gotten calloused over with our oftentimes blatant mistakes. And I heard someone this week say even our willful sin. Oh, Jesus, I pray for that person. In a season of restoration, admitting that even their willful sin that Jesus has not forgotten them but your love and your mercy oh God we feel like crying out and speaking out not to the masses but to hearts because so often we hear Hebrews being quoted and it's impossible for those that were once enlightened and partaking of these things to do certain things and then it puts a question in our minds should we even pray for this or is it even possible but I pray God the Holy Spirit would give us discernment and by the Holy Spirit you would give us the character to withstand the antichrist spirit how many would say amen right here in your prayer just say God give me the character to stand Lord give me the experience to be able to know my God and do exploits not because it's me or you but it's the gift of God Lord so we're waiting just a few minutes oh God we're just waiting with an expectation that you are busy about your business. None of these words will fall to the ground, but every son and daughter of God will manifest the word for this season. Glory to God. Praise his name. And as I read that on the airplane yesterday, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord Jesus, your time is eternity. So don't let us get caught up in our time capsules and the ending of the month and the year and seasons and all of this, but let us get caught up in the Lord Jesus Christ and what is the season and what is the time and what is the purpose that we would understand God the mind of Christ concerning our lives and go forward with an inspiration and the fire of God burning in our hearts though, though many are bearing great burdens and hearts are heavy not even knowing the future what it may be but we put our lives out into your hands Lord Jesus as 
Brother Kevin prayed, come Lord Jesus, come. We wish it would be today, but if you would tarry your coming as you have, then give us the character to wait. As we're going to hear tonight, Edmonton is waiting with enthusiasm. Don't let our hearts be full of despair and broken because of this delay. But let us hear the word of God. And the word of God is a sharp discerner of our thoughts and intents and discerns between our soul and spirit and what we really need. Maybe not what we thought we'd hear, how it would be spoken, but it's what we needed. It's greater volume, greater size, greater capacity. I pray wherever the congregation goes to eat lunch today or goes that your spirit would be upon them. Maybe we've lingered a few minutes and the lines will be a little less. Tables will be free. Conversation with our loved ones would be, well, I certainly want that to be in my life. Don't you, honey? Don't you? Be in the service tonight, and if some aren't able to be here, that you would just go with every life, every individual. I pray a blessing upon them as a priest, as a minister of the gospel. I pray peace and joy and leadership upon every life in the name of Jesus Christ may you answer their prayers and lead them out of their time of trouble for in the time of trouble you will hide us in your pavilion how many times have we found that pavilion thank you Jesus the anchor holds though the ship is battered as our brother Ed comes the anchor holds Oh